Welcome to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. This is Stacy. This is Pete. And we have a super special guest this week. One of our best buds. One of. Oh, well, I'm just trying to be nice in case anyone else <laughs> oh. listens. <laughs> yeah, one of. <laughs> it's Mr. <laughs> Michael McNair. What's up, guys and gals? <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. We've been talking about doing this, I guess, since we put out A New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Having you come on. We finally did it. I it's mean, only most, taken us like six months. <laughs> a lot of the times I'll be listening to you guys and I'll just talk back like I'm there with you anyway. So, <laughs> so you're a pro. It's good to be in the, <laughs> in the blanket in fort. In the studio. Yeah, the blanket fort. <laughs> the cozy corner. We're going to heat this room up. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I was like, it is hot in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So what are we talking about this week, boys? The Empire Strikes Back. Woohoo! Yeah! Finally! I'm so excited. (laughs) My two favorite Star Wars nerds. (laughs) How dare you? All right, so we talk about toys a lot on here, and I need to know what was your favorite Star Wars-related toy? As a child. As a child. You want to go or you want me to go? You're the guest. Guests are always first. first. Okay. Well, I had Han Solo in his Stormtrooper armor from A New Hope, and I got it out of a Kellogg cereal box. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is great. Removable helmet. He had a rifle. He had a blaster. Oh my gosh. Is that the one you still have? No. Oh, I was hoping that was the same I toy. Almost, that would be amazing. That no, would he, be. He, he traveled Australia with me. Oh, did he really? Uh, I had him then. <gasps> oh, no. Since then, I've parted ways with him. Did he make it back from Australia? He did. He did? Yeah. So I feel like I've seen this toy before. You have. You definitely okay. have. Or in pictures. I've definitely seen it in pictures. Yeah. 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 You guys have seen it both, I think. What happened to him? Oh, we won't get, we won't want, get into that. He That's doesn't a special want to say. For another time. He, tell us he later. He went on a different adventure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. He went on a different adventure. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, for me, I've mentioned my Ewok village before, mm-hmm. so I can't mention that one, even though that's my favorite toy. Next up is my Jabba the Hutt playset, because that had like a fully articulated Jabba, like full worm motion, super cool, had Salacious Crumb, the little guy. Mm-hmm. And Jabba's like hookah pipe. It had a, you know, his throne with a rancor pit trap. It was awesome. Do you have a bowl of frogs next to you? Yeah. That, well, that was, I that thought was that part was of his, the hookah, his hookah thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. So. What was yours? Rainbow Bright. <laughs> oh, okay. just kidding. <laughs> so then now I know that you guys have acquired some more Star Wars toys as adults, right? I know yes. this guy. Yes. For yes. Sure. So what's your fave? My current favorite would be the B-Wing that you got me for Christmas. Yay. Nice. That thing is awesome. That was one I had as a kid. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen that one. Oh, you've not (gasps) seen it? No. Oh, my gosh. We got to get it out. We got to get it out. Yeah, I didn't even see that. That's one I had as a kid as well. So it was great to see it in the same box, same deal. It was awesome. We did that photo recreation. Oh, that's right. We did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need to see that one in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Maybe later. It's like 10 feet from me right now. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have Do you want to look at it right now? Yes. All right. We'll pause. All right. We've got the toy. You ready? If I remember correctly, this thing is going to be pretty big. It is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is one staying in the box. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I've actually taken it out of the box. What Maybe don't do that from? right now, though. No, no, no. <laughs> it's awesome. What year is what it year? from? Well, I got mine in 83, but I think this is like a re-release vintage series, so I'm not sure. Oh, that's just too much. Look at the pilot. Yeah, that's wicked. Re-release when? I mean, I think in like definitely... 2000, I believe, is probably really? when that re-release happened. Yeah. It's either in the 90s or 2000. 
Uh, when I bought that, I totally thought that it was from the 80s. Um, a little sadness. I mean, it, it could Only be. Only at Kmart. At yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy it at Kmart. <laughs> I bought it at a little awesome. place called eBay. That is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my fave. All right, McNair. Well, when people find out I live on a sailboat called the Millennium Falcon, they just start pouring on the cool Star Wars toys to yes. me. Yes. And yeah. so, I mean, probably the Millennium Falcon toy that's same era as that one that mm-hmm. shoots the loading bay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. You have. Have I? That's why I put the LEDs on the back. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, that one's awesome. That's a good one. I mean, it's probably a year old. It's not original, but it's... Doesn't matter. Does it bring you joy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I tried to bring it and I couldn't find it. It's hiding on the boat somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. The Millennium Falcon is hiding the on the Millennium Falcon. Everyone's hiding, yeah. <laughs> All right. Star Wars. Episode five, five. The Empire Strikes Back. 1980. My personal favorite, which has shifted from Return of the Jedi original. When did it shift? Um, As I got a little older, a little more mature. <laughs> mature. I still haven't matured. Yeah, I was like say, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I'm like, shots fired over here. <laughs> so this was directed by Irving Kirshner who sadly is no longer with us and brought to us in many ways by George Lucas because he personally funded this, produced it, helped write it. He was always there helping move the movie along. Mm-hmm. No Star Wars without George Lucas. All right, so cast-wise, I mean, this is a big cast, so we had to prune it a little bit. But, of course, it has Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, who I would always play when we would do Star Wars. Mm. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Is that who, who you would be? I think I am him now. <laughs> like You're a scoundrel? <laughs> Captain Ron Solo. Ron Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Fisher as Leia Organa. Carrie, as we all know, sadly passed away in 2016. Was it 2016? That's so crazy. I know. She's who I would play. Yeah? If I was ever roped into playing with my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> David Prowse as Darth Vader, who sadly passed away in 2020. I did not play him as a kid. My love of Darth Vader grew from childhood to what it is now. And now he's my absolute That's fair favorite. definitely who you would be playing now, right? Yes, that's who I would be. I would be choking Fan everybody. Of the dark side. Yes. <laughs> Your mom called you Darth, though. She did and would call me Darth Vader. Or just Darth. Because you would go. <sighs> Whenever she'd ask me to do anything. <laughs> he still does that. <laughs> With James Earl Jones voicing Darth Vader. So amazing. And he still sounds about the same whenever he does it because he did it in Rogue One, right? Yeah. I meant to find the actual facts on this. I heard or read the other day. It's like a GoFundMe page or something to try and get James Earl Jones to do as many voices for something. More. Like say as many words as possible so he can always. So we can have it. That's not it a was, bad thing. I don't know if it was for Siri purposes or something. I tried to look it up earlier. I, didn't find, I got to a dead end. Oh my gosh. If he could be like the voice of Siri or Alexa. Yeah. Because we had him on like the TomTom navigation oh, really? years ago. I didn't know that. I'm pretty certain that I had that. Familiar, I paid the yeah. $4.99 extra to have him on the TomTom. That's worth so it. So he was giving you the directions. <laughs> I love it. Back when we didn't have phones that would do it. Old Tom Tom. <laughs> Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. Good old Chewie. Peter mm-hmm. sadly passed away in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. That was close. I'll edit that out. You weren't going to get left out. No, you weren't going to get left out. <laughs> you got to leave that in I there. need to practice a little more. <laughs> Kenny Baker as R2-D2, who also passed away in 2016. Alec Guinness with a brief appearance as Obi-Wan Kenobi, who also passed away, but way back in 2000. Then we have Frank Oz as Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> and Dennis Lawson. As Wedge Antilles. It's taking on the whole empire. <laughs> Just a quick summary, like picking up from A New Hope. This is the Rebel Alliance hiding from the empire. Yeah, they're constantly and they, on the run and constantly getting their asses kicked. Right, and they've landed in the Hoth system. Yeah. Not to be confused with the planet of Hoth, because... <laughs> this is all very confusing There is no planet me. of Hoth. I had, to, I had to look this one up. So the Rebs are just basically on the run, this whole movie. The Empire finds them in the Hoth system, starts chasing them around. 
Darth Vader is after Luke Skywalker. And it's a movie about how evil always triumphs over good. Because good is dumb. <laughs> and I'm there for it. <laughs> it is a darker movie. It is. But we do meet Yoda in this movie. And we do get a shiny C-3PO at the end. Yep. Confirmed. I was he gets, very he gets excited cleaned about up that. At the end of all of the original three. Absolutely. Because he is really dirty at the beginning of this movie. Noticeably dirty. I didn't notice. You didn't notice. <laughs> McNair didn't notice either. Well, and halfway through, he's in pieces. He is. He is, yeah. He gets rocked by, we determined that was probably Bubba Fett. Correct. Correct? With, with Troop of with Stormtroopers. With yeah. him. But he blasts him into many pieces with one shot. I was like, wow, he's not made very well. We do also in this movie, though, get the beginning of Han and Leia's romance. But we we'll do. talk more about that later. But yeah. that's a blossoming what I romance. like about this movie. We get to see a brother and sister kiss True. passionately. <laughs> Which brings up the question, did she know? <laughs> Leia. Did she know? Did, knew. Did Leia know? <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> so that's our quick breakdown. All right, some fun facts for this movie. Always my favorite part. We need a fun facts song. Hit me with some fun facts. Fun facts. The spot where Luke uses his Jedi powers to force pull his lightsaber to him was actually done by shooting a shot in reverse where they would yank the lightsaber out of his hand and then just play it in reverse. Same thing with Vader when he blocks the shot from Han and then pulls his gun to him. Same thing. They yanked it out of his hand. So cool practical effect back then. And also Mark Hamill did all of his own stunts short of when he got sucked out of the Cloud City window. You know, when Vader's throwing all the stuff at him and he's swinging and missing with his lightsaber. And then one of the things goes through the window and then he gets sucked out that window. He didn't do that, one, but he did all the rest of them. So he did the slides all the way down. Yeah. Crazy. I wonder if he did the one-armed handstand or if they like roped him up. There were probably some cables there. Had surely. to be. Yeah. Had to be. So Han's famous reply to Leia when she says, I love you. I know. Is because Harrison Ford wasn't sure that he wanted to come back for the third movie. Yeah. And it's reported to be ad-libbed, but apparently he did discuss it with Irving Kirshner beforehand. And also Han was in Carbonite because of that same reason. He wasn't sure if he was coming back. So I guess they would have him there and then I guess they would just leave him there. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't going to come back, imagine if he didn't come back. Because Luke and Leia both signed three picture deals at the beginning of the first one, but Harrison did not. I like that. Did I, you just say Luke and Leia? I, I like that I called him Luke and Leia. <laughs> Mark and, and Carrie. called him Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and Carrie signed three picture deals and he did not. Oh, well, I'm glad he came back. And George Lucas was not a fan of the I know line. So classic. But Harrison convinced him to leave it in and let the test audience see it. And they really liked it. He's like, I win. Sorry, George. <laughs> I forget what the alternative was. It was like really long and sounded like something from Phantom Menace. It you wasn't know? I love you too. No, it was like, I'll see you soon and I know you love me or, or something like that. There is there is an actual line. Oh, yeah, we'll have to look that up. Harrison had the right idea. Mr. Ford, I should say. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane had a good line for him. What? Oh, you can't say it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? off <laughs> have y'all not seen that one you've seen it i feel you've like seen i've seen it. seen it i just don't remember yeah. that part that's hilarious you're just, you're just waiting off. for it it's like fuck off <laughs> oh, that's good you guys are pg podcast right yes we yeah, are uh, we try family. to we bleep for it sure. out yeah for we sure. can bleep it though you can say it and we just bleep okay it. yeah we, we sometimes that's even funnier yeah because yeah. well, i leave that. the i'll leave like the in the yeah okay so when Lando is about to lead Han, Leia, and Chewie into that trap that's set by Darth Vader, Lando offers his arm to Leia to lead her down the hallway because he's such a gentleman. <laughs> Harrison Ford ad-libbed Han coming up on the other side of Leia and offering his arm out of jealousy because he's like, yeah, Han would be jealous of this. So he's going to roll up there and throw his arm up. I thought that was pretty interesting. I love that. And I love the moment right before that when Lando is just like, you know, complimenting how Leia looks or whatever. And he's like got his hand over his mouth. And yeah. He's just like, this guy. Not happy. Not happy. From what I was reading, like Harrison Ford did a lot of ad-libbing of the lines that were in there. Because it's like the spot where he's like, you old smoothie was not what was in the script. It was something like, again, really long mm-hmm. and, you know, very phantom menish. 
Menace-ish. Menace. 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 <laughs> Fancy Menace. <laughs> I like it though. He's very quick-witted. I got one for you here. What you got? The Tauntauns. They were referred to snow lizards snow in the script. Lizards. Oh. Snow lizards? <laughs> <laughs> the snow lizards. I wonder who changed their name. That would be interesting information. Yeah. Pete was just telling us earlier that they need to, you know, like how they have the inflatable T-Rex that people wear, the costumes. Yes. And, you know, Pete has worn one A guy before. in here has, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, I have a video. I'll share that. <laughs> but you were saying that they should do the inflatable. An inflatable tauntaun. tauntaun. And then McNair had an even better idea where it's like the inflatable tauntaun. You're inside of it, but part of you comes out and you're like the guy riding it. Yeah, the top oh, half yeah. is the rider. Yes. Your legs are the tauntaun. Yes. And then you got the inflatable part of the tauntaun <laughs> coming out. That would be incredible. Oh, my God. Please do that, someone. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so Alec Guinness was paid a quarter of a percentage point of the movie's gross, which was worth millions of dollars. He was on set for only four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. One day so, got a quarter of a point on that movie's gross. That's crazy that he made that much money for half a day's work. Sweet deal for him. Yeah. Good job, Alec. So Jim Henson was actually offered the role of Yoda initially. But he turned it down because he was busy with the classic, The Great Muppet Caper, which came out in 1981. Uh, but he recommended Frank Oz, thankfully, and he took it. And the rest is history. The rest is history. And I was also reading that George didn't want Frank to do it, but he, oh, really? he listened to Jim and it was obviously the right choice. I'm trying to think of the voices that Jim did that could correlate to like, what would his version of Yoda had sounded like? Did he do Kermit the Frog? He did, he did Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. Does that um, not? Well, yeah, I wonder see, if that's what I it would hear, have like, like. Because Frank Oz did Piggy and Fozzie and stuff. So I can hear like in Fozzie, I can hear a little Yoda, you oh, know? Yeah. Same thing but, with Miss Piggy, I think, too, sometimes. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> in his voice. Oh. I mean, I think Jim could have done it. You know, Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. Just would have been a little different. It would have been. There's got to be an alternate universe out there where Jim said yes. Yeah. And they got to hear him as Yoda. There's an outtake, which I've not seen, but reportedly when Darth Vader first enters the Hoth base, he tripped over a cable and absolutely bit it face first. <laughs> I would love oh, I want to, see that. to see that because nothing makes me happier than seeing people trip on something and hit their face <laughs> on the ground. Yes. <laughs> Darth Vader on the, not the razor, but the little. Oh, the uh, Segway? Yeah. Like on the Segway. Oh, yeah. It just <laughs> blasts the corner of the, of the wall and the door sill. Oh, just my God. Eats it. What were we watching of him that we were just cracking? Oh, it's when he turns around and he's really close <laughs> to that. Yeah. McNair found yeah, this spot. Yeah. You tell it. You tell it. Well, they're in the Star Destroyer uh, and he's with General Veers and they've just located the Rebel base, right? Yes. And he turns to give orders of who to send down there. Yeah. And when he turns, he's just inches away from General Veer's face. As he says, <laughs> General Veer! <laughs> was it an accident? I, it looked like an accident. <laughs> I'm sure he can't see anything out of that helmet. <laughs> and the fact that everybody just kept going. And they went with it. Straight face. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that before. Oh, that was so one. funny. That was good. Irving Kirshner would give direction to Frank Oz, except he would give direction to Yoda. And Frank Oz would have to be like, hey, man, I'm down here. That's a puppet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how real he had it going. He'd be talking to Yoda. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, next time, I mean, a little bit more emotion. You're going to feel it. He was like, um, down here. <laughs> oh, that's a funny visual. <laughs> So the sets for the Hoth interior shots were actually made from salt. I was thinking about this today when we were watching it. I was like, what are those doors and walls made of? So they're made of salt. But Irving Kirshner had recalled that there was so much salt that it would like get into their lungs and their pores. Oh. They could taste salt all day long, all night. Like they could yeah. never get that taste of salt out of their mouth. But listen, it had to sparkle. So, I mean, you got to use salt. There you go. Okay, so Hans Hoth coat was brown, not blue. It looked blue due to the post-production color grading. It's brown. It's actually brown. It's brown. What? It blew my mind. That's aren't weird. the aren't the action figures blue? I looked this up in four different spots to make sure it was true. I think I have that figure here. Yeah. What color is his coat? I think it's or blue. Is that Lando. Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, maybe they did that later on too. I feel like oh, it's no. false. I've got Lando and, and Luke, the, a uh, guard, <laughs> a rebel trooper. Yeah, one of the rebels. Oh, fighters. okay. 
Scratch that. Huh. I always thought that coat was blue for sure. Bizarre. Now I feel like I got to go back and see it again. They released something on Disney Plus, I believe, or on one of the anniversary editions where they talked about the costumes specifically, and they confirmed on that that it is indeed brown. Hmm. What filter they put it through to make that happen? No telling. I guess everything was blown out with all the it had to be, and then salt walls. Yeah. They, they, maybe they wanted it to look like really cold. So you know, anytime you want a cold oh, tone, so if you cold, increase the yeah. blues, I, I don't know. Hmm. It's huh. wild. Now listen, I might go to the VP's office for that, but if I do, I accept it. I looked it up in multiple locations. In a book. In a book. <laughs> it's in, in a, a book. book. Reading rainbow. <laughs> so the movie's most famous line is often misquoted. While many believe that Darth Vader says, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> he actually says, No, I am your father. And even James Earl Jones misquoted the line when he was on the Empire of Dreams documentary. So is that like a Mandela effect? Is that's that one that's thinking. listed? I think it is. I think it is, too. Got it. So be. we probably just jumped to another dimension. We did. Right? Yeah. Did you remember it that other way? Luke, no. I am your father. You remembered it as no. No, I remember it as Luke. As Luke I mean, yeah, I just me watched Tommy Boy. We had it, it worked oh, yeah. yesterday. In the fan. In Tommy like, Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Not no, 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 no. I am your father. <laughs> I think we've all just. Uh, we hear what we want to hear. We do. So this is a rumor that I myself have spread because I thought it was true. So the myth was that the Wampa attack on Luke, the Wampa is the big like snow monster. Mm. The Wampa attack on Luke was devised to explain the actual scars that were on Mark Hamill's face because he had been in like a car wreck and he had to have reconstructive surgery on his face. Totally not true. What? You just told me this last night. I know. I know. He did did indeed survive a car crash in 1977, but he didn't have any visible scars by the time the movie began filming. I'm not sure what to believe. You thought that was the reason why he went into voice acting. I did absolutely think that. I mean, listen, he's a fantastic actor and voice actor. I just thought, you know, it's just like, ah, ruined my beautiful face. My beautiful face. Okay, this is a good one. Yeah. So the carbon freezing chamber is the only time in the original trilogy where you see Darth Vader and C-3PO on screen together. Yeah. Wow. And obviously, well, not obviously, but we all know Vader built C-3PO. Vader built C-3PO. Right. There's other droids that have that shape. We saw that in this movie. We saw... How does it feel to have two people stare at you while you were? No pressure. <laughs> we're both just like. And then. <laughs> we're hanging on every word. And then you did like a Please little Please add more to after. this. That was great. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> Cheers. We saw that lighter version of C-3PO in The Empire Strikes Back. So there's obviously other droids of that shape. But. You would think these two would and should know each other. Well, you would think that Anakin would know C-3PO. 3PO wouldn't necessarily know who Darth Vader is. But this is something that we find out later on, right? Like in sequence. like Quote unquote later on. I know, but I mean, as far as how the movies were made. Yes, that is something that we found out later on. So they as far probably as weren't thinking about that. Retconned then. it. Well, but protocol droids... Or across the galaxy, there's a ton of them. There right? There's lots of them. Yeah, so, so there could be a golden C-3PO. I mean, it's fun to three... think that it was him. Yeah. I'll probably get called out for not being a Star Wars fan for asking this question, but did Anakin ever see C-3PO shelled? Ooh, it? good question. Let me think. Because he wasn't shelled. Maybe that's how it's on. explained. That's a really good point. Because I'm thinking through the Phantom Menace, and I don't think he ever saw him because he had left the planet by then. Right. I don't know that we even know how 3PO got his golden shell. I know. I'm just kidding. You do? (laughs) Got excited for a second. (laughs) I only recently learned that he had one silver lag. Yeah. I don't know that I ever really noticed it until like 2013. Like it was way too late for me to notice a silver leg like that. I learned about it when we were looking into Mandela effect stuff. Yeah. Speaking of. Some people didn't remember it, but I, I really think some people just didn't ever notice it. Yeah. Either I got Mandela affected. (laughs) <laughs> or the opposite. Whatever you it is. just didn't notice. <laughs> yes, I didn't notice. 
James Earl Jones apparently believed that Darth Vader was lying about being Luke's father until he read the script for Return of the Jedi. I read that the script details for Empire Strikes Back were kept, you know, semi-secretive. A little vague. You'd think they'd tell Darth Vader himself (laughs) what the reality was for him. But I'm glad that he found out eventually. Yeah, for the purpose of playing the role successfully, (laughs) I think. Here's your motivation. Make it believable. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so last on my list, Billy D. Williams had previously auditioned for the role of Han Solo in A New Hope. I did not know that. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) He mentioned that whenever he picked up his daughter from elementary school. Elementary? (laughs) Elementary school. How do you say it? You say it like me, right? Not like Tuttle. You say elementary. (laughs) Elementary. (laughs) Elementary, yeah. Elementary school. That's us Southerners. Kids would start arguments with him because he betrayed Han Solo. It's kind of like funny. the dude in the Ghostbusters that yes. would get yep. Yep. constantly he like he's getting fights. <laughs> Poor Billy D. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about our favorite moments. Favorite yes. moments, right? Was it's this, so hard to pick. Was it hard for just you guys to three. pick? We might have had Plus some three. overlap. Yes, yeah, a little bit. We might have had to change them up a little bit. They had to duke it out. Yeah. I was usurped. <laughs> All right, you're our guest. Why don't you tell us your first one? I mean, hands down, seeing Luke use the Force for the first time is my favorite moment in this movie. When he's in the Wampa's cave and he needs to get his lightsaber, he's trying to reach for it, and he's about to pull his arm out of socket reaching for it. (laughs) And you see it just barely move. And he's so frustrated, and then it dawns on him, let's reach out with the Force and let's make this happen. And you see him wiggle the lightsaber out of the snowbank and free himself. It's so crazy that that's the first time we see him use the force. I know. When I you, hadn't when thought you about said it. that, I was like, right? what? Yeah, and I, I, I had thinking. to think back through. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, man, that's true. Right. Yeah. It's wild. It's also a big childhood moment for me because it inspires me all the time, actually still to this day, to try to use the force. I just tried it the other day. It actually kind of works because I have the Stasi who goes and gets it for me while I'm Using the force. So, I mean, it essentially it works. This yeah. is that, that's be a hand signal. Yeah, like yeah. he'll do that. And I'm like, what do you need? <laughs> and I'll go get it for him. I'm like, no, give it a second. Give it a second. It might work Wait this time. Wait for it. Wait for Wait it. Wait for it. All right. My first one is when Vader is in the banquet hall waiting for Han, Leia, and Chewie. They've been set up by Lando, but he's there. That door opens and it is awesome. I mean, good on Han, right? What does he immediately do? He starts blasting. Vader, it's nothing to him. He absorbs all those shots in his hand, steals Han's gun, and then tells him, We would be honored if you would join us. I love that spot. Would you say Han shot first? (laughs) Han did shoot first in that one. (laughs) Vader won, though. What is that? Is that when Han's in the cantina? The cantina with Greedo. Yes. In the very original, before it was changed, who shot first? Han. I think Han always Han. shot first. Yeah. Oh, they well, did, it, they right. changed it. They did change it. They changed it to where they shot at the same time, so it was like equal. Han shot first, though, as he should have. We definitely shot first. With Vader. In Bespin. Yes. We're on Bespin in Cloud City. Yep. So I love when Leia calls Han laser brain <laughs> and Chewie's cracking up. And then we get the famous line where Han looks at Chewie and says... Laugh it up, fuzzball. I mean, it's just, you can't not mention it. The banter between those two. Yeah, so great. And Chewie's laugh there is just hilarious. (laughs) You know what I found out later on in that scene, you know, after Leia kisses her brother, you know when Luke puts his hands behind his head and leans back? Mm -hmm. That's him imitating Chewie from the first movie when he wins at chess. Yes. I was like, what? Yep. Nice little tidbit. Oh, is it me? It's you. It's you. Okay. You're up, bro. Round number two. So Vader and Luke's lightsaber battle in the carbonite freezing facility. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Well, I mean, it's the best lightsaber battle in the movie. Yeah, and it absolutely. it continues. It does have some better parts, but the beginning of that in that chamber, mm-hmm. it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Of all time? Like, um, all or just time, in that movie? I mean, well, let's hear your opinion. In the original three? Mm-hmm. Odd to think about that. <laughs> to me, I think the Return of the Jedi battle in the Emperor's throne room is probably better. Yeah. But this one is just 
like as a child, I was so scared for Luke. Right. Because he's like so new to it. He didn't finish his training, you know, and he's going up against Vader and Vader's just kind of like one armed playing with him. You know, I was scared for Luke back in the day. Well, and he's on the defense the whole time. Mm -hmm. He is. He gets one kick in there and and forces Vader off the platform. Now he does nick him later on. Once they go outside. Yeah. Right. Vader, Vader gets mad. You can see that Vader gets angry. And he starts slashing everywhere. Luke parries one and then blasts him on the shoulder, almost decapitates him like he did in the uh, Dagobah cave. Right, right. But yeah. Well, and that's outside of the freezing chamber. When it is. Out there on the- yeah. Yeah. Good moment for sure. Mine kind of plays in with that. For me, it's how hard Vader ends up beating Luke. Like I mentioned, he's just playing around with him in the beginning. But then he decides to chop his hand off and teach him a lesson. But Luke comes out of there, beat up. Like his face is bloodied. He's got one hand. His clothes are ripped. He's a mess. And Vader messed him up. And I I always think, wow, it's crazy that Vader didn't chop his head off because he should have. Should have done it. Then they wouldn't have had Mark Hamill in the next movie. That's true. Well, and he hadn't given up on him joining the dark side. He didn't. He was still just trying to convince him through pain. Good point. But Luke in the end, I mean, Luke is still a badass because he just drops off that tower. He's just like. Yeah, that that was a hell of a trust fall. It was. Yeah, and how does he just just gracefully go down the little tube and... We were talking about that earlier. I was like, I've never understood how Luke just flew into this random tube. It was like anti-gravity or something. Yeah, something happened. There was no... Maybe the force? Maybe, yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense, really. That's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, so these are kind of two mashed up, but just I love some uh, robot friendship. So when C-3PO says to R2, you take care of Master Luke now, understand? And then he's like, and do take good care of yourself. And I just love that little, just the fact that he cares. He's telling him to take care of himself. They are very good I'm buddies. a mush. They are. And then also when they reunite, it's after C-3PO has been blasted and he's like on Chewie's back. The, this was on Bespin. They're in, they're in Cloud City. Yeah, Cloud yeah, City yeah. and Bespin. And they see each other again and C-3PO is like, <laughs> well, at least you're still in one piece. Look what happened to me is like Chewie's <laughs> running away with him on his back and he's just like got legs and arms he's a, everywhere. He's a Chewy backpack. Bar- barely held together. As <laughs> yeah. a I love that he's just got to update R2 on what <laughs> Look at me. awful things can happen to him. So during Luke's training on Dagobah, as his X-Wing is sinking, Yoda convinces him to try and pull it out doing the force force levitate. Uh, pull levitate. Yeah, one Force of pull? Force something. And Luke gives it a try and he fails and he kind of gives up and Yoda has to flex. Flex the force <laughs> and teaching Luke that lesson. Luke tries and fails and says, you want the impossible where Yoda then slowly brings the X-Wing fighter out of the swamp. Luke's reply is he can't believe it. And Yoda says, well, that is why you fail. That is why you fail. I mean, that's impactful. That that it actually is. watching it now means more to me. You know, it does. Yeah. It's actually some good guidance. It wraps know. up everything he's been trying to teach him. Yeah. During the whole training session there mm-hmm. on, on the planet. Good on you, Yoda. All right, next up, my third one, back to the lightsaber battle. When Vader knocks Luke into the carbonite pit and then goes to flip the switch. I love it when Luke just supermans out of that pit and then Vader eventually realizes it. And then we get that great line, which I just love. Impressive. Most impressive. Force legs. Force legs. (laughs) Force jump. Force jump. There you go. What's great is the impressive, most impressive. When I read it, I read it like Bill and Ted. Impressive. Most impressive. (laughs) Is it my turn? It is yours. Okay. I'm sure this is shocking to everyone, but Han and Leia's first kiss on the Falcon. It's just this big buildup, this sexual tension, and Leia finally lets her guard down. And I just love the way she calls him a scoundrel. And he's like, scoundrel? I can't even do it because scoundrel. it's just so good. It, it is so great. It's very sexy. <laughs> and then, you know, then he's like telling her, you like me because I'm a scoundrel. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. You like me because I'm a scoundrel. There aren't enough scoundrels in your life. I happen to like nice men. Nice men. Very nice. Yeah, it's just a great scene. It is really good. It gets interrupted 
by C-3PO and then Leia takes off. But all the dialogue movie. between 3PO and Han Solo is improvised there, by the way. Really? Yeah. That's fun. It's a real love-hate relationship. It is. Yeah. He, C-3PO puts the block on there pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty hard. Yes. Chewie, grab the professor. <laughs> is this honorable mentions? Are we yeah, on you got HM? yeah, 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 yeah. We're on HMs. What's your HMs? You got an HM? Uh, well, Han and Chewie, I guess Han flying the Falcon when they're escaping Hoth. And they've got the three Star Destroyers after him. Oh, yes. And he puts some moves on. He flies. He takes it for a nosedive. And... The Star Destroyers end up crashing into each other. One of them, they hit each other. Full broadside. But seeing the Millennium Falcon flip and twist, like it's like, that is why that ship is so sweet. Yeah. And- Insert potatoes. Insert potatoes. (laughs) That's what we found out today. There's a spot that you can go look up online. One of the asteroids is actually a potato, reportedly. (laughs) And the other one is a shoe. We saw the screenshots. I couldn't really distinguish it. Yeah. So, Honestly, once you talked about the potatoes and we went back, they all looked like a bunch of baked potatoes to yeah. me. <laughs> you mentioned that you wanted a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that part too. But I love the music, the score of when the asteroid yeah, field. The asteroid field. But I, I feel like it starts like right there. There's a certain part of that song as the Falcon is evading the Star Destroyers and the TIE Fighters and he starts doing his twists and all that, the music really picks up. I love that part. And you stole it from me, so thanks. Oh, sorry. Thanks, bro. That means it's a good part. Yeah. I mean, who needs the music? We got it right here. All right, my first HM. I love all the Vader force jokes. Oh, of course. Not a commander is to be found in the Empire that is not getting <laughs> choked out by Vader. And it's just like, next? <laughs> just ship to ship. Nobody's safe. Yeah, nobody's safe anywhere. I just, Nobody I wants love to it. take command of any of that. <laughs> you get a choke. Hey. You, get a, you choke. get a choke. It seems like a really effective management style because, you know, don't fail. Management by fear? Management by fear. <laughs> yeah. It's one way to go. You got any HMs, love? Well, I had to throw in the... I love you. Oh. Moment. I love you. I know. But also, I just love how Chewie is consoling Leia as Han is being put into the carbonite, even though, like, he's so distraught, but they're just, like, there together. He's like the emotion of that scene. He is, yeah. Like, his voice is driving it. Yeah. Right. He's holding her, but he's like, I can't do it. He's so upset. No, let's hear it. No, you do it again. Go ahead. (laughs) No. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was <good. laughs> but yeah, so I couldn't not mention that scene. Any other HMs? Um, yeah, yeah. What you got? Um, let's see here. This is the one from Something 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 Dark Side. Ooh. Okay. Which is Seth McFarlane. McFarlane. Not Rogan. His not green. animated knockoff or tribute. To the movie, yes. to the Empire Strikes Back. And when Han rides out on the Tauntaun to go find Luke as it's getting cold that night on Hoth, and he finds him and he cuts open the Tauntaun and he's saying, man, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> but they draw it out over, I should have timed how long they draw that out. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. That cracks me up every time. Yeah. Like they do in the family guy. They draw it out <laughs> unnecessarily too long. And sometimes it works. And it really worked there for me. Well, I'm seeing all my HMs seem to be focused on Vader. So my next Vader HM is his meditation chamber and how fascinating that was to see in the second movie. It was like a glimpse into this bad guy's life. Like, what does he look like underneath that helmet? Oh, well, we get to see just like the back of his skull in this one. There's a lot of fights on the back of that head. There are. He's got some scores. (laughs) But yeah, I loved that chamber. It's super awesome. And the sound effects are cool too. Like when they put his helmet back on his head and it's got like that squee. 
Like like the the air is like suctioning back in. It's great. I love it. <laughs> On point. <laughs> You're such a beta. Love it. <laughs> Yacht HM's love. I'm out. Okay, McNair, anything left? Oh, man. How about when Han's about to hop on his Tauntaun and ride out there and all the other soldiers are telling him, what does he say? Like, you won't last it, 10 minutes out there. It's too cold to go out and he doesn't S- care. Such an iconic line. Let's play it. Your Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'll see you in <laughs> I'll hell. I'll see you in hell. So classic. So Han. Like his selflessness there is. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's going to go out and he's going to find his buddy. And whatever happens, happens. He's going to stick him inside of this Tauntaun if he has to. And he does. (laughs) Make a bed. (laughs) All right. My last one. Very end of the movie, pretty much. The last time we see Vader in the movie. It's his double take after the Falcon jumps to light speed when it shouldn't have. And you know somebody done f***ed up. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Calculating. Calculating. I'm sure somebody's getting choked after that, but he is very surprised. I don't, I don't think so. Happened. I think it's time for the he's nap. Like, he's oh. done. Yeah. He's like, that's it for me today. I'm going to start working again tomorrow. Tonight, I drink. <laughs> <laughs> were all your HMs Vader? They, they were. were. Right? Every single that's HM awesome. was Vader. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> all right. You got any more? I think that's all I've got. I think that brings this movie to a close. Wow. Wow. We've done it. So the year, what year was this released? 1980. 1980. Some good hits that year. Yeah, we were looking through trying to pick a song from that year. And I had a hard time just picking one. I think you guys did too. I technically picked three, but it's just one. Three and one. What is it? It is Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Nice. I used to watch that movie to go to sleep when I, <laughs> this was when I lived at my mom's house, but in the shed behind my mom's house. Mm-hmm. So I would watch it to go to sleep, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Half the song would take you down and the other half would you'd be like shaking out of it. Have you never seen The Wall? Yes. Oh, you have? Yes. So that is the movie I would go to sleep to. Right. But yeah, this was one of my favorite songs off that. I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. Nice. All right. You mean yeah? Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. Off the album, Back in Black, ACDC, Akadaka, 1980, the song, Shoot to Thrill. Oh, good pick. I like it. Still one of my favorite ACDC songs, Akadaka Mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I read they actually recorded that in the Bahamas. Did they really? really? Like, what a place to go do your recording. Seriously. So there yeah. was a studio. I wonder if they set the studio up themselves or if they just found a studio that existed there. That's a good question. Hmm. Maybe they just went on vacation and said, let's just. Yeah, let's, let's record. Let's do it. Time to record. Let's rock it out. <laughs> That's awesome. Come back from the beach and have a session. Yeah. True rock stars. Heavy hitting. Hmm. I want to hear it right now. As soon as we're done. There you go. Yes. What about you, Stacey? What you got? Were you able to pick one? Could you pick just one? (laughs) I have three written down, but I'll just go with one since you guys only. I mean. Because I could have listed off. Fire all three. Fire And if there's not time, you can cut this part out. (laughs) That's right. All right. I went with Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. I said a hit. It never gets old. No, it doesn't. I actually saw them open for Shocker in Sync. In Sync, nice. I could I couldn't have guessed it. Yeah. I couldn't have guessed it. It was in Sync. <laughs> it was fun though to see them. You know, that was in '99. I guess. Good show. Yeah. You was think about that, that. Was that in Florida? That was actually in, I saw them in Atlanta and North Carolina. They'd been cranking it out for like 20 years at that point. You don't even know how many times I so were on that summer Did you tour. say they were on that tour yeah. with them? Okay. Yeah. 
right. And them and Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore was there too. Oh yeah. That, that's She's a, missing them like candy. <laughs> that's the song she was singing. <laughs> that's right when it came out. It was quite the combo of people. I don't doubt that. And Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Solo. Yeah. Didn't he uh, disrespect you? Yes. Years mm. later. Years later, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear me cracking my knuckles. I bet you can. So that's it. That's it. I'm going to leave the others out because right. you never know. We'll have another movie that came out in 1980 and I need to save these. That's, that's a good true. point. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to blow your watch. You can just tell us after the fact. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's not over yet. Okay. It's not over. It's not over. Yet. Oh, that's right. We have <gasps> surprises. Yes. Some unboxings. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, let <laughs> we got me, some let, unboxings. Let me go first and give you what I've brought for you because okay. whatever's in that box you've got. Is it heavy? Have you felt it, it yet? It's it's kind of it, heavy. It's everybody. It's a pretty big box. It's a big box, and I made a guess that it's going to be like the Hoth base. I don't think that exists, set. but I wish it were the Hoth. I swear base. I've seen it. Am I thinking of like the Lego set or something? Uh, you could be. Although there's a little version of it. I had the Hoth base. Yeah, but a little guy. Oh, okay. Not that small. That's like it was, micro it was like. It was like this big. This big. Oh man, like the size of a racquetball. It's like just a shield generator, maybe. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it actually had a little tiny shield generator that you could pull out. I oh. think I got that off of a cereal box as well. Hell yeah. Wow. Like it was like Kellogg's and you had to get like 16 Kellogg's boxes, which was like three days in my family's house. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That, that's how I got home. 18 yeah. of these. Please tell me that it was a box of C-3PO's. No, it wasn't <laughs> C-3PO's. Um, I can't remember what we had in the house that was Kellogg's, but it was something. It was something on the Wick list. All right, get yours first. Let's see it. Okay, listen to you, buddy. This is an actual present for me. Yeah, I get to keep this. Yeah. Now the one I'm bringing, you don't get to keep. <laughs> by the fine. way, just call that out right <laughs> now. Totally <laughs> he just wanted to wait to open it until you were here. But it is. All right, I gotta close my eyes like you did. It is don't the art of Star Wars, specifically from Oh my God, The Empire Strikes Back. Whoa! Oh, wow. This is for me. Yes, that is so. Oh, this fun. is amazing. Holy cow, it dude. To, it needs to get off the boat before it gets wow. wet. Ruined. Or so this is the sank. actual artwork that they did. Sank. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh, man. This is amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Holy cow. Have a happy home here. Yeah. Holy cow, when you said you wanted to cover Empire Strikes Back. Like, Perfect. look at it. It's got like, like the I've technical diagrams. Yeah, it's got oh, the, the Oh, wow. The Imperial mock-ups. probe droid. It's got, oh my gosh, dude. I'm hugging him right now. I love you, man. It's so amazing. I I can't wait to look at every single page of this. This is incredible. Because this is how they built the movie. Yeah. They did all of this first. And then they made it happen. And I think Boba Fett's in here. And some of the pre-sketches of him are pretty awesome. And some are not so awesome. But it's cool to see. Oh, man. That's amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh. There's well, that's Yoda. like pre-Yoda Yoda. Oh, it's like Smeagol. It does look <laughs> like Smeagol. That's great. Oh, well, wow. I'll, I'll let you flip through it. Thank uh, you, mate. I should scan some of those pages. And Seriously. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, this box is... Gigantic. Huge. All right, here we go. Do we have a knife? Oh, look at that. We don't need a knife, Mike. Wrong. Let's see what's in here. <laughs> okay, okay. We've got Ooh, some bubble yeah. wrap in yeah, another box. That. It's, it's a, it's a big this is a typical box in a box. <laughs> a box in a box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Step one. Ready? Here we go. Oh, oh slave yes, one. Mate. Slave <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, look at that! I always wanted this always so likes. bad. Does it have? Oh man, does no, it have? No, no certainly man. not. Right. Does not have all those figures. Yeah, what we're seeing on the front of this box is, of course, Bubba Fett's ship. What we're also seeing is Bubba Fett and some stormtroopers. And And, and Han and Carbonite. Han and Carbonite. Here's the thing. Wait, I've got Bubba Fett. You've got Bubba Fett. Oh, Oh, my gosh. If that's the one that goes there, I mean, of course it's staying with it. No way. Look at how good a condition this box is in. This looks like a different era. I don't know. That might be the same Bubba. Maybe he's just discolored from time because I Could think this be. is probably original. Yeah. Wow. Very cool exciting. though, right? That's awesome. We will potentially at least break the box open later. Really? To look at it. Yes. My man. We can open the box. But I was very <laughs> excited to get this. I've never owned this toy. And there's only two other toys that I really want to own. 
outside of this, and then I'll have the full collection of what I want. Then you're done? I mean, till, no. Till next Christmas. Till next Christmas, <laughs> yes. I've never owned the Millennium Falcon, and yeah. I've always wanted it. Like, my dad's friend had it. I got to play with that toy, and I've never owned the X-Wing. Oh, look at the side hatch that opens up. Oh, that is tree. cool. Yeah. That, that is, is cool. No, I never had this. <laughs> All right. Good on you. Thank you, mate. Well, this was so much fun. It was. So glad we did it. Yeah, so glad it came out. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, thank you we'll for joining us. Our first guest. Come back for Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe I'll be less nervous next time. Oh, you were <laughs> you fantastic, were mate. Come oh. on. Yeah, well, good. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, after Return of the Jedi, we can cover the Phantom Menace. <laughs> All right. We'll find a way to make that happen. Yes. Yeah. We'll probably be like, yeah. Liquor drinks. Of, lots of, uh, yeah, we'll make it. We'd make that fun. Ah, we could do it. We can do it. We could do all three of them in one episode. There you Just go. cover the yeah, story. That's probably better. Give it your speed coverage. Yes. Like your uh, breakdown of A New Hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ipso facto, uh, bad guys, good guys, somebody wins. Vader. Big circle, men of metal. Made of metal. Made of metal. All right. Is that it? That's it. Well, thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. It is. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcast and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.